Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us for the fourth episode of our Glacier Restaurant Group podcast, Drifting, which is dedicated to learning more about members of the GRG family across positions, across concepts, and across the country. I'm Corey Utterback. I'm in Human Resources for GRG. Uh, it's been a little while since you last heard from us. Uh, we do want to thank you for tuning into this podcast. Uh, and as always, I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Ryan Fuller. Hello, hello. Thanks for listening, everyone. It has been a few weeks, so it's nice to get back to the mics. And it's really nice to be welcoming uh, one of my right-hand men. Um, he is one of our two directors of operations. He handles everything for basically the eastern United States. And then his counterpart, Brian, handles stores for western United States. But today we are talking to Mr. Kevin O'Meara. Welcome. Hey, thanks. Good to be here. Yeah, it's fun to uh, finally get you on the mic. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so uh, I guess I will start out with some, like we always do, with some general questions, a general introduction of yourself to our listeners. So generally it'll be things like where you were born, where'd you grow up, where'd you go to school, if you have siblings, um, have you moved around a lot in your lifetime, you know, brief description of your family, first job, career progress, those types of things. Sounds good. I was born in Dayton, Ohio, um, grew up there, uh, just a suburb called Clayton, just outside of Dayton and, uh, you know, went to school there, uh, spent, you know, well, all the way through college, just, you know, spent in Dayton until I went away to college, which was at Ohio State. Uh, I spent some time there, uh, did not get a diploma to hang on my wall, but it was, it was an enjoyable time and I learned a lot. Um, what were you studying? Well, I was studying business, but uh, not very effectively or frequently. So, uh, <laughs> got it. I, uh, yeah, was wasn't wasn't my cup of tea, unfortunately. But um, yeah. well, you've had plenty of uh, worked out business yeah, in life. Hard, hard knocks, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, as far as siblings, I have a I do have a brother and a sister. Uh, they both still live up in Dayton. Um, brother's two years younger than me. My sister is five years. Uh, get to see them quite frequently, so it's nice. I am I am close to. Um, my family, uh, but not too close. So about an hour away. So no pop-ins, but can go up there anytime I want. So Perfect. works out very nice. As far as my family, uh, you know, my wife, Carolyn, we've been 25 years uh, in September. Ooh, congratulations. So, so yeah, that's exciting. Um, I met her actually at my first management restaurant job. Uh, we had seen each other or dated sort of for probably a couple of weeks when I got transferred to Cleveland and offered for her to come with and she did and the rest is history. So, so are you telling us like on air that you were you weeks. were dating a subordinate? I didn't say that. You put words in my mouth. I met her there. <laughs> I just saw HR's eyes eyebrows raised so yeah, the rules were different back then. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it was it was the summer of love, nineteen ninety two. Summer of love, nineteen ninety two. Perfect. That was the summer of love. Yeah. So yeah, I have a son and a daughter. Uh, my daughter goes to Ball State. She's a junior. Um, actually, just moved back this weekend for the summer. Um, she is studying zoology and conservation. So oh, nice. We'll see how how that goes. She loves it. Not sure. You know, she's going to work at a national park or a state park or something um so we'll see but uh she's doing well and then my son is 17 junior in high school he is living his best life he has basically been on summer since march of 
2020. He had uh, online schooling. We allowed him to do that instead of go back. And it wasn't one of those where you had to show up in the morning. So literally he just has to turn in the work whenever he wants at any time. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's been quite interesting 15 months uh, for him and his friends, but they've got to be close to being out, out in the Midwest. You got to be close to being done for the school year, right? Yep. Seven days. Oh, wow. But who's counting? But who's counting? Yeah. Yeah. So are they, do you know if they're going to offer that for the fall as well, or is that to be determined? Uh, to be determined, but he, we are not offered it. We need some normalcy back in our life. So, <laughs> we'll, so whether or not we'll it's offered. senior yeah. here in school. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I think you, uh, you asked about moving, you know, so early on in my career, I moved around a little bit, you know, four or five times, but you know, like I said, growing up, I was in the same spot. I've lived at my home here in Cincinnati since 2003. Uh, I did spend a year or two in Columbus. I did spend a year in Cleveland, uh, five years in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, and this is my second time in Cincinnati. So um, I did for a while, but haven't, haven't in quite some time. Is that where you're, uh, you're planning on staying? Um, ish. Yeah. I mean, somewhere between here and Dayton. Yeah. Um, so we're, Soon to be empty nesters here in the next few years, so we're we're looking to downsize and get a condo somewhere in a you know in a city that's walkable. Nice, but that's it's a little bit ways down the road. Sure. As far as hobbies, love to golf, um, love live music, uh, love to be on the lake in the summertime, hanging out with my dogs and my family. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like my life. Those are all the things I love. <laughs> all the- <laughs> So I'll I'll put you on the spot on the live music question. So give us give us some specifics. What what are you into? Uh, I mean I love really any live music, but my preference is is in the jam band genre. Album rock really is you know anything from sixty eight to seventy two is is my sweet spot. So um, as far as music that I listen to on Pandora or whatever, but Dead Almond Brothers, Pink Floyd, Led nice. Zeppelin. Um, King Crimson, Genesis, you name it, you know, just kind of all that old album rock is really, uh, what I love. I respect that immensely. In fact, I think it's possible that we might be seeing, hopefully if everything works out, we might be in, be seeing a few shows together this summer. I sure hope so. Yeah. Exciting. So, um, kind of, you know, moving, moving on a little bit. So when you were growing up, uh, what did you want to be when you were, when you were a kiddo? Growing up, what was one of the first vocations that you were interested in? Um, well, actually, I want to be a professional hockey player. So um, nice. There was a there was a time in my life I was actually pretty good at it, and uh, you know, spent most of my early teens traveling around the Midwest with travel teams. But um, what did you play? About, were you a winger or uh, a center? Center, so, nice. Um, center or wing, but yeah. uh, mostly center. But then I turned 16 and discovered girls and partying with my friends, and um, that 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 soon waned. Um, so by the time I was 18, I hung up the skates and uh, you know haven't really hit the hit the ice since. So yeah. Well, do you do you follow professional hockey? A little bit. I mean, not not as much. Again, obviously, I follow the nights just uh, you know because of our arrangement. But I don't. Actually, really, the only sport I follow regularly is football and golf. Uh, yeah, I know enough about hockey, but I wouldn't say that I follow it regularly. Yeah. Well, we know what you do now. Uh, so why don't you tell everyone what your position is and how long you have worked for Glacier Restaurant Group? 
Sure. Uh, Director of Operations, uh, like you said in the intro, uh, you know, everything east of the Mississippi would, would be under my span of control. Um, I've worked with the Glacier for five years now since since we bought Maxidermas. So I'd been with Maxidermas about two years prior to that purchase. A match made in heaven as far as I'm concerned. We would agree. So kind of on that note, how did you, for the, for we, of course, Ryan and I know this, but for, for the listeners out there, how did you uh, end up, uh, your path end up crossing with GRG and how did you end up uh, working with us? Well, I mean, obviously we, you, you purchased Max and Irma's, but I guess, you know, how did I come to Max and Irma's? Um, you know, I'd worked for 20 years with Applebee's, a very large franchise out here at a hundred restaurants. So um, I had had 30 restaurants uh, for about the last two and a half years, and they were purchased by a larger franchise who wanted to bring in their own folks. So I had uh, went on a job search and, and, and knew some you know, connections in the Max Dermas brand and was, was hired on to be a district manager. Um, shortly after Glacier bought us, um, I became director of operations. So, yeah. Really spent a lot of time in the in Applebee's uh, market all throughout the middle uh, Midwest. And has that been your your career uh, from the beginning? Is been restaurants? It really has. Like I said, I did you know some high school stuff, landscaping, and you know just kind of the summers. But uh, once I came back from Columbus, uh, I'd stayed stayed up there for a year and a half working for Stanley Steamer. Uh, but once I came back here, I had to get a job, and I, I my first job was Red Lobster. I was a line cook. Um, I probably became a corporate trainer and was, I think I opened 10 or 12 restaurants for them. Um, then I went, I turned 21 and went and ran a bar, which was awful. Probably the worst four months of my life <laughs> home at five o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah. You know, you sleep until two and just doing it over and over. Yep. Um, yeah. Then I, I went to Ruby Tuesdays, uh, like I said, where I met my wife. Uh, I worked there for two and a half years before going to Applebee's. So, uh, it's really all I've done professionally. Yeah, that's the same. My my, I've done a few random things outside of restaurants, but for the most part, it's been restaurants all the way. What uh, what is one of your favorite or your favorite menu item from any of the GRG brands? I would say probably steak bites uh, at MRP are, are right there. Uh, the Campuchana has given it a, a strong run for its money lately. I'm probably the the biggest user of the <laughs> Campuchana button. Um, Single-handedly driving up to Pemex on that, but yep, I love that um, one too. And then, you know, Max Arm is just the tortilla burger every, you know, every once in a while is uh, just always hits the spot. Nice. Would you say that you're more of an extrovert or an introvert? Um, definitely an introvert. Um, obviously, I have to have extrovert capabilities to do this this job. But, yeah. but my but my energy and my you know my recuperation comes from, you know, introverted type things, you know, my energy, whether that be sitting on the back, drinking a glass of wine, listening to music, you know, really takes a lot out of me to kind of put on a show for days and hours at a time, if that makes sense. No, it totally does. That's uh, so I growing up my whole life, I was, I was aggressively extrovert, even getting, getting an acting degree in college, um, just loved putting on the show. Like you just said, um, but years and years through the restaurant world, I have become more and more of an introvert. So I still definitely have the extrovert qualities um, when you're out in public and, and you're putting on that show. But my recovery is is definitely introvert now. It used to yep. be, uh, and Corey and I have joked about this, you know, everyone talks about 
fear of missing out FOMO. Um, I told him that my, mine is phobia, which is fear of being included. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. I think it was a couple of podcasts ago that Ryan referred to me as Boo Radley. So I can't, <laughs> I can't, uh, yeah, not much I can say there. Yeah. That's funny. So, uh, what is the best or worst purchase you've ever made or both? Um, I would say the worst purchase is really any tool that I've ever purchased. Um, <laughs> um, is it the tool's fault or is that your fault? I have this great idea. I still have a uh, chainsaw still in the box for probably four years. I have a, uh, that's not a bandsaw, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, I got a bunch of tools and boxes that have never been busted out. So, yeah. Uh, I have this premonition that I'm going to suddenly become handy when I'm walking through Lowe's and I would just have a pile of boxes. <laughs> yep. I've never been opened. Nice. So if you had the choice between one or the other, you can, you can only do one. Uh, would you rather go to the beach or go camping? Um, the beach. Not the, I don't love the sand, but I, I absolutely love the water, just the sound of the waves and seeing it. So big fan of the beach. I, in my camping days are getting further and further away. Yeah. Much more apt to uh, go glamping. Yep. Uh, if you have, if you could have an exotic animal as a pet, what would it be? Um, I would answer that one for my wife. Um, her and my daughter have this strange obsession with llamas. <laughs> uh, that they want to buy, you know, every, <laughs> we go out of our way to drive past llama farms and, uh, always talking about purchasing one. So, wow. I don't know if that's for me, but yeah, it's not going to happen, but <laughs> they can, they can dream. <laughs> I would love to, I would love to hear the stories of, of your llama adventures. If you ended up owning yeah, one. Yeah. So where, if you go anywhere right now, snap your fingers, all expense paid trip, where would you want to most visit in the world? I I think Australia, you know, I just, I'm intrigued by, you know, obviously it's the, you know, it's proximity from us, you know, the furthest place in the world away, another hemisphere, just all the kind of the different regions that they have there. Uh, I'm kind of fascinated by that in New Zealand. So I I think that's where I would go. That sounds like a great bucket list trip for sure. Let's see, if you were ever to open up a family business, what do you think it would be? Well, I definitely know what it would be. It would be a small dock uh, down on Lake Norris. So that's kind of the lake that we go to in the summer. They have about 30 docks, uh, 10 to 15, which are these mega, you know, huge docks with 500 boats and restaurants and, you know, just all the accoutrements. But then they have these little small ones that just have gas and a little cafe and, you know, just real quaint kind of thing. Um, You know, I think we would get a little cabin on the hill and, and run a dock for, for the summer and fall. And that would be the business. That sounds awesome. It'd be fun until it wasn't fun. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's the whole handy thing. that's a problem, but you know, <laughs> sure. I think you can hire people to fix stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you, you could be in charge of handing out the snacks. Correct. Yeah. Well, music selection, <laughs> craft beers that we are going to carry. You know, so exactly. <laughs> qualifications. <laughs> So I think I, I have a guess on this one. I maybe I will see if I'm right or wrong. But if you could spend a day with a famous person in history, so time time is irrelevant. Who would you choose? I think you're thinking I'm going to say Jerry Garcia. What's but, that? 
You're thinking I'm thinking. But I think you're you're thinking I'm going to say Jerry Garcia. Yep, you got it. Wow, you guessed my guess, and I'm yeah. and I, I can already tell from your tone I'm wrong. So, <laughs> well, but you're close. I'm close. So, okay. okay. This person's not passed, but you know Eric Clapton, just just um, so interested in his you know kind of career from '65 to '72 and the amount of bands, you know, and and just the impact of him from those seven years. He was in seven very specific impactful bands. Uh, just intrigued by his his career. The slow hand. Yeah. I like yep. it. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I think we are in time for the uh, trivia round. I, I know you've listened to the last few podcasts, so you know that we have eight questions already typed out here waiting for you to choose. Um, you just choose three between numbers one and eight, and uh, then we'll ask the questions. If you get one correct, you will win a $10 coffee card. You get two correct, you'll win a $25 Amazon card. And then, of course, if you get three correct, you still get the $25 Amazon card. Plus, you get to choose a restaurant, and every employee in that restaurant gets an additional 500 surge points added to their account. Woohoo! All right. All right. So, three numbers between one and eight. Two, four, and eight, please. Okay. Two, four, and eight. So, question number two Which GRG restaurant has over 25 large flat screen TVs. Uh, Craigie. There you go. Well done. Is that cheering in the background? That, right is, here? that is cheering in the background. Or was that the fan swinging by? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm in control of the board this week. So everybody just, if I hit the wrong sound effect, then, um, you know, don't, don't <laughs> crickets. Don't be too judgmental. <laughs> okay. So let's see here. Oh, this is a good question for Kevin. Wait. Okay. Now the, the crickets aren't shutting off. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I was like, how long is that going to go? Those are some busy crickets. Okay. So two, four and eight, right? Just so number four. All right, here we go. Leonard Skinner had a massive hit with which song that was also the title of a film starring Reese Witherspoon, Josh Lucas, and Patrick Dempsey. Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, nice. Good job. Lucky guess. Two for two. Yeah, that was a great guess. What year did Facebook launch? You get a choice. 2001, 2002, 2003, or 2004? 2004. Woohoo! First time we have somebody to answer all three. Congratulations, Mr. Kevin. Nicely so, done. Hey. Good job. Well, that that does put you on the spot, though. Now you have to pick a restaurant. That yeah, that does. Oh my gosh! Jeopardy theme song. Um, I will. I think we're up in this week. You know what? I'm going to give it to Team Erie. Okay. They, they, uh, Congratulations, Team Erie, there. for all those listening. The, the funny thing is that there's going to be some Erie Erie folks who log into their search account and will have no real idea why they just got 500 points added. But hopefully, they, they find can out. Thank me next time they see me. That's yeah. right. I'm sure Kevin will let them know. Yeah. <laughs> well, good job. Let's uh, let's jump right into the uh, speed round questions. If you're ready for that. I am. Okay, awesome. What is your go-to order at a restaurant if you're not trying something new? Uh, pasta. 
some kind of pasta always. Okay. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cherry cordial. Wow. Nice. I don't know if I've ever had that. I was going to guess Cherry Garcia. I would have gotten that one wrong too. (laughs) Close. Yeah. Favorite board game? Uh, Categories, if that's a board game. Yeah, definitely. I love that game too. And if it's perfect, it's perfect that I'm asking this favorite band. So you got to pick one. No, you put me on a spot. I know it's a range. If I have to pick one, I'm going to say the Allman brothers, but that's there's, yep. There's close seconds, thirds and fourths. Sure. Uh, sushi. Yes or no. Yes. Nice. Agreed. Theme parks. Yes or no. No. What if that theme park is star Wars? <laughs> Still no. Anything that goes upside down or turns me in a circle is an unpleasant experience for those with me. All right. So you're the you're the dad who's uh, having a cold beverage and holding the purse while everyone else is on the roller coaster. Precisely. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Although I actually I like roller coasters. I just don't like any of the other rides. Yeah. No. Anything that's moving is really not for me. Yeah. So which chore would you choose if you got to pick dishes or laundry? Uh, Laundry. Uh, I don't mind doing laundry. Yeah. Not a big fan of dishes. Night owl or early bird? Uh, early bird ish. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And then we're, we're just about to the end of our time here together. So we have a handful of wrap up questions. Uh, the first one is what's one activity that you do that helps relieve stress? Um, well, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but, you know, just moving out to my back patio with a glass of wine and a fire going and the music uh, yep. usually puts me right in a perfect spot and stress fades away. Nice. All right. Kind of a philosophical question. How would you personally define success? Hmm. That's a hard one. I, I think it was Carnegie said basically success is getting what you want or getting what you set out to achieve, but happiness is wanting what you get. So um, I would, I would kind of go with that. And that's just, you know, meaning what, what you set out to succeed does not always, uh, you know, it's not always end in the right spot, so to speak. So finding happiness where you are. Correct. Yeah. Makes sense. That's a very balanced and Zen answer. Yeah. I like it. Yep. We need more Zen, especially in the, in the restaurant world today, which is leads me into this next question. What do you think is the most important thing or one of the most important things restaurant leaders and managers can do in the face of this current labor shortage? You know, I think just over communicate with their, their teams, uh, both at the management level and the team member level, and then just stay positive. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing. We're we're all going through it. We're all going to get through it, but just, you know, not getting down and well, and the woe is me is, is just not helpful. So just stay positive, be a, you know, a positive leader for your team. Yeah. That's the example. And and like I said, we're, we're doing everything known to man as a company. Um, you know, governments are starting to kick in. We're going to get through it. We're, we're going to make it just hang in there. Yep. It is. It is hard to extend the message of hang in there. Um, you know, especially since that was our entire message all through 2020, uh, and now it's fair, fair point, but, but it's true. You know, it's just a different type of, of struggle that we're going through. And I don't think that it's going to be anywhere near as long as the 2020 struggle through the pandemic. So I think the light sure. is coming. Yeah. There's percolation. Things are starting. I mean, the world is waking up to our dilemma and, and I think actions are being 
taken that will soon help to stem some of our issues. Yep. I agree. So what is the best advice you were ever given or the best advice you would pass along? And this can be professional, personal, or both. It's your, it's your call. So professionally, it's very simplistic, but um, my old COO used to always basically say, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing. And at, at an above store level, you know, the more responsibility you have, the more stores you have, you know, you can start to just get shiny ball syndrome and really, you know, going out and spending time on things that really don't get you to what your outcome and your sure, yep. shooting for, which is hospitality for our customers, you know, great environment for our team. And, and so just always keeping that kind of center on what is it that you're working on? Cause if it's not one of those two things, you're, you're working on the wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then just, I guess, personally, another thing that I, a conference that I went to uh, did a neat exercise where you know, they made you basically similar to what we've done on the call. They made you list out, you know, what are all the things that are important to you? What are you passionate about? You know, what, what, what keeps you excited and moving? So you listed them all out and then they said, Hey, get out your checkbook. Again, this was a long time ago. So get out your phone, your, <laughs> your, your bank app, your Apple, uh, your Apple pay. Correct. Yeah. Get out your schedule and, and look at those two things. And then they align with those things that you talked about, but they don't. And, you know, you got to work on your, your balance. So oh, nice. I thought that was uh, a neat exercise. Yeah, that is a cool exercise. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Kevin. It's been fun chatting with you. Um, we've now reached the point where you get to nominate who we get to interview next for the next podcast. Well, awesome. Um, I'm sure she's going to love me. I'm going to nominate Candace Klobuchar. <laughs> awesome. I love that you said that. She will... My right hand man. Yeah, well, exactly. Man. Yep. Very cool. That'll be fun to catch up with Candy. It was fun uh, hanging out with you guys a couple weeks ago when I was out in Ohio. So it'll be fun catching up with her on the podcast for everyone to hear. For sure. Okay. Well, that is our time today. And uh, we will talk to Candy in the next couple weeks. Thanks, Kevin. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Yep. yep. Bye-bye.